Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Craig Jones. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How have you been this past week? Yeah, really good, thank you. Uh, enjoying a lot of uh, good football over the past few days. So, yeah, good to be back. I'm glad to hear. And also, last but certainly not least, is Jamie Brown. Jamie, you might have a bit of a headache after not just last night, but the last weekend as well, because Tottenham aren't doing things quite easily, are they? No, I mean, the last week's been pretty incredible as a Spurs fan. Of course, we had the um, disallowed goal in the 95th minute with Harry Kane's you know, been a judge to be an offside against Sporting Lisbon, obviously denying his qualification. Then we had Bournemouth on the weekend, um, of course, with, you know, managing to come back from two goals down and scoring a, a, a stoppage time winner there as well. And then uh, obviously on Tuesday evening was, was kind of a really nice way to kind of wrap up that week with, with a massive win in Marseille, obviously, you know, not just kind of qualifying, but qualifying in top spots. So, uh, yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm really happy this morning and, uh yeah, looking forward to, to kind of looking ahead to, to lots more football. Well, you can have a rest in about 45 minutes or so. I need to put you through your paces before that. That's all the intros now out of the way. Let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's go to North London as Tottenham play host to Liverpool on Sunday. And Craig, after Spurs returned to winning ways in the Premier League last weekend, Liverpool lost again. Is it going to be three defeats in a row for the Merseyside men? I think it's a really interesting game to talk about, really, um, especially sort of your two Spurs fans. I think I alluded to the fact I got no trust in either team last weekend. Um, that sort of still, still stands, really. Liverpool losing at home to Leeds and... I know you two will be thrilled by the fact that Tottenham have won two games, but I point to the first half performances in both of those two games, which which continue to give me me slight worries. Um, two things I've sort of picked out for this one is it wouldn't surprise me if both teams scored. Um, so I like the draw with both teams to score at 100 to 30, and then considering the position that Tottenham have put themselves in um, in the first half it, so far in the last two games, uh, what about Liverpool at half time with a draw at full time, which is 14 to one? That might be worth a a pound or two if you want something at bigger odds. Yeah, I think it certainly is, actually, when you consider Tottenham, the fact that, yes, they are winning, but they're certainly papering over the cracks with those indifferent performances to start with. So, ebb and flow might be the order of the day on Sunday. But, Jamie, as a Spurs fan, obviously, are you fearful of Liverpool and the fact that they really do need a win? Is this playing them at the right time or the wrong time? And what does this mean from a betting point of view? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one, this one, because I think both teams will come into this one kind of looking at it as maybe the right time to, to play the other. Um, I think from a Spurs perspective, obviously, they'll look at Liverpool and, you know, a team that's just coming off the back of a defeat to Leeds um, in the Premier League. Um, from a Liverpool perspective, they might be looking at Spurs and thinking, well, look, they've got no Dejan Kulusevski, no Richarlison, no Romero. And I think Hyungman Son's going to be out as well. So lots of key players missing for Spurs. I think as well, that game... On Tuesday evening for Spurs, we saw kind of, you know, Spurs almost on their last legs, really, and saw the midfielders in terms of running they were doing. 
So I think that that was going to be a very taxing game for Spurs. So Liverpool, I think, will be confident. I think Spurs might be confident as well. Um, obviously, both teams as well come into this game off the back of Champions League wins as well. So it's, it's a really interesting one. I think both teams will both be confident of um, it being the right time to face the other. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting this one. I do think it will be a case of both teams will end up cancelling each other out here. Um, as I said, just with key players missing, um, fairly similar form at the moment as well. So, um, yeah, I do think it'll be a draw. And actually, I really like that shout from Craig in terms of a half-time uh, Liverpool and then a full-time draw. I think that a draw is probably the way it will go. And um, as, as we've seen many occasions, Spurs do tend to trail at half-time. So uh, that, that seems like a really good shout for me. Now, Craig, we had a chat about some top four, top six odds in last week's show. With that in mind, you can currently get five to six on Jurgen Klopp delivering Champions League football next season. And also, Spurs are even. So, is this going to be a pivotal game for this market? It certainly is, yeah. I think the one thing to mention before we actually talk about the market is who would have thought that after sort of two, two and a half months of football, Liverpool would be nearly even money to get in the top four when they were seen as pretty much the only team that could stop Manchester City this season. It's just wild to think that they're, they're that price now. Uh, a price that could really look absolutely stupid by the time we get towards the, sort of the end of January, maybe into February. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if sort of both teams did eventually get there, though I think I would put um, Chelsea in, in the mix as, as a team that will come good eventually, which, which may not top them out. Um, if you're asking me who I'd go for, then, then I think Liverpool would be the one just because they, surely to God, they've got to come not necessarily good, but good and consistent um, at some point. Surely that happens. So, so Liverpool will be the one that I'd like for this. Do you know what? I think it's pretty much a toss of the coin when you look at these two teams. As Jamie said, the form's not too indifferent. And with Spurs offering just a little bit more in terms of reward at the end and the margin they've got already, if they just avoid defeat, that keeps the gap between them and Liverpool. You are right in saying they're both could get over the line, but if you had to ask me with the prices involved at the moment, I think that's just a snip more value with Tottenham. But, Jamie, let's move on because Tottenham themselves have conceded at least two goals in each of the last three Premier League matches. So what will be the total over-under on this one? Yeah, I think this is going to be quite an entertaining game, actually, and I do think we will see a couple of goals. I think in Liverpool's last um, away trip to North London, of course, against Arsenal, we did see them score two. And, you know, you, you mentioned there, given Spurs' kind of poor record in terms of keeping goals out, I think Liverpool can kind of take advantage of that. I think as well, last season, we saw this fixture end two all. And uh, I, I really kind of fancy a, very, a similar kind of outcome here. Um, I think there'll be goals. Um, and as I said, I do think both teams might cancel each other out here and, and it will end in a draw. So I quite like the look of a draw and over 2.5 goals. And you can get that at 17 to 2. Right, if that fixture concludes Super Sunday, then a London derby gets us underway. Chelsea play host to Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. Craig, the Blues suffered their first league defeat under Graham Potter last weekend. Can they bounce back at odds of 8-5? to five? I expect to see much better from Chelsea. Um, I think looking at the odds of this game, if, if you want sort of the indication that, that people now believe that Arsenal are back and Arsenal are genuine, like, really in this, uh, the fact that they're pretty much favourites or are very, very close to being favourites uh, to win away at Chelsea. Shows, shows just how much they've come on over the past sort of two, three months this season. Um, it's not a game that, that I would like to call because I think Chelsea are work in progress and, and just as though we saw a poor performance last week, it wouldn't surprise me to see a good one this week. I think they'll be a bit up and down until Graham Potter really sort of nails down what he's doing. Um, if you were forcing me to pick one, I would pick Arsenal. 
but but like I say, it's not really a, a game that I want to get too involved in. Um, but it is a sign that Arsenal are on the way back, the fact that they're pretty much favourites to win it. Now, Jamie, as Craig alludes to, Arsenal are just about favourites. There's very little difference in the odds. With Chelsea being 8-5, to five, Arsenal at the moment are 13-8. to eight. So, are you backing them to pass another Premier League test? Can they clear this exam on Sunday? Yeah, look, I think for this one, I think this is probably their biggest test so far. Obviously, we have seen them already go away to one top six ground this season, in which they lost to Manchester United 3-1. So this is obviously this is going to be another big test for them. I I do think it will be a different Chelsea side from obviously the one we saw lose four one to Brighton last weekend. Um, I think at home Chelsea are a very much very much a different team. So uh, yeah, I do expect a, a really tough challenge here for Arsenal. Of course, they're involved on on Thursday night as well. So that's that's not easy. We know kind of the difficulties of playing Thursday and then Sundays. So I think that that could be a bit of a factor for Arsenal. Um, I, like, I, I do think, again, this one might be a draw. Obviously, I went with the draw in the the, uh, the later game with, between Spurs and Liverpool. And I'm going to go for a similar outcome here in terms of a draw. But I think there'll be uh, I think there'll be less goals in this one. I think we know kind of Chelsea's record in terms of keeping goals out. Obviously, that wasn't the case last weekend. But we know they obviously had that really strong re- uh, run of you know key, uh, of clean sheets. And uh, I think Chelsea will keep the scoring low here. And I'm going to go for a draw. And under 2.5 goals, uh, you can get that at 10 to 3. Now, Craig, in terms of scorer markets, this one should offer plenty of options to choose from. With this in mind, where would your first scorer bet be going before the weekend? Yeah, I'm going to look at uh, Gabriel Martinelli here. Um, 8 to 1 first goal, 3 to 1 any time. Uh, he scored five goals this season and he's averaging almost three shots per game, which puts him as the fourth best uh, in terms of wide forwards in the Premier League. Um, I think. Jesus got off to a fantastic start at Arsenal, but then other teams that have sort of noticed that and put more attention on him, which has created maybe a little bit more room in behind. So, um, although I do like Jesus, he's uh, it's, it's other players that I'm looking at. There's a doubt over Saka playing, uh, so Martinelli for me. Yeah, I think that's a great shout, actually. And I feel that Arsenal are thriving because they're not putting all their eggs into Jesus, are they? They've got a good spread of goals, which is really important when you're gunning for a league title, that you can have players who will readily chip in with four or five at this stage of the season. Gabriel Jesus is nowhere near the top of the scoring charts, but when you look at the, the spread of goals, that's where Arsenal find himself at the top of the table. But, Jamie, in terms of goals themselves, you can get four to six on both teams scoring. Do you think this will be the case? Or would you be opting for no at 11 to 10? Yeah, look, I, th- I think for this one, I'm probably going to lean towards yes. I do think both teams will score. Um, you know, as we know, Chelsea's run a clean sheet, as I mentioned, and that's obviously well and truly over now. They have conceded uh, in each of the last three not to mention those the four they conceded last week against Brighton. And, and you'd certainly fancy Arsenal to kind of uh, score anyway, and regardless of that, and, and kind of maybe take, uh, you know, obviously take the game to Chelsea. I think as well, Chelsea, they are obviously capable, more than capable of scoring. They've scored in nine of their 10 games under Graham Potter so far. So, um, yes, I, I do think both teams will score in this one. Fair enough. Next up, we're going bet building. And this time, Everton play host to Leicester on Saturday evening. And we're going to look to construct another winning combo. So that means, Craig, you're up first. I'd like an anytime goal scorer from you, please. Yeah, I'm going to go with Harvey Barnes of Leicester. Uh, he scored four goals this season, but two of those have come in his last three games of Leicester have improved. Uh, we, we've seen much better from Leicester recently, and he's been one of the players who's been key to that. Uh, so I'm hoping he continues that form and bags a goal in this one. That's a top shout. And Jamie, as per, I'd like the over-under on the goals, please. Yeah, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals for this one. Um, Obviously, on the weekend, it was another clean sheet for Frank Lampard's Everton. That's two in the last two for them. 
So obviously they're doing well at the moment. Well, obviously we know kind of how well Frank Lampard's kind of organising this team at the moment with Tarkovsky in the team. Obviously Connor Cody as well. They're kind of building a, a strong defence there. Um, and you know they've obviously they've only conceded four goals in six home matches this season. So they've been very strong in defence. And uh, I think that will be a, a, the, the case on the weekend. So I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals here. OK, I'm going to go to the booking market this week. I'm going to focus on Everton and one player in particular, Amadou Onana. Walking a disciplinary tightrope at the moment. He's got four yellow cards to his name. I think, unfortunately for him, he might get that suspension because I'm going to put him down for a booking at the weekend. Right, let's just recap the three picks now. We've gone for Harvey Barnes to score any time. We've got under 2.5 goals. And also Amadou Onana to pick up a booking. And this week, it's our biggest one yet. Wait for it. 40 to 1 is the bet builder. £10 on the betting slip. £410 in your pocket if this one comes good. I really hope it does. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. Craig, Everton were good for a point at Fulham last weekend. Would you be backing them to earn all three at odds of 7-5? to I think it's going to be a really tight one. I think it's going to be low scoring as well. Um, I think if you're pushing me, the values with Leicester here. Uh, they've really turned a corner. And, and although they were beaten at the weekend, they played Manchester City. Prior to that, they, they've been doing really well, I think. Um, I think 12-5 to 5 offers a bit of good value against an Everton team uh, who have not scored in three of the last four games. So a very low-scoring tight one, um, but Leicester just nicking it for me. Well, Jamie, Leicester's unbeaten run did come to an end at the weekend as they were beaten by Manchester City. Would you be backing them to get the better of Everton in this encounter? How do odds of 12-5 to 5 sound? Yeah, I mean, obviously it has been a, been a slight t- uh, upturn in form for them. We obviously did see them lose to Manchester City, but I don't think you can kind of hold that against them. Um, I think it is maybe worth looking at the calibre of sides that they have faced as well. I mean, you could obviously they, they drew the Palace side at home. Obviously a, side, a team that are struggling at the moment. Um, obviously beat Leeds um, and beat Wolves. So kind of three sides there that have been struggling. So you can maybe add that kind of caveat to it. Um, Everton as well. I mean, their home form, it was in very mixed this season. They've got two wins, two draws and two defeats. So, you know, not too, not particularly impressive. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm that, certainly with Craig in terms of it's going to be a very tight one, but I actually think it's going to be a draw. I've gone for a number, quite a few draws on, <laughs> on the show so far. Um, but yeah, I do think this one is going to be a very tight one and uh, I think it will end up being a draw. OK, then, Craig, if you were to look at this game from a half-time, full-time point of view, what do you reckon the ebb and flow of this one will be? Yeah, I think there's a bit of value again here, really. Um, sort of following on the same theme, tight game. Um, I've picked out a draw at half-time and Leicester at full-time, which is 6-1, to one, which I think is more than fair. Uh, so you can just see them sort of feeling each other out to start off with no... No one going too gun-ho at the start and then Leicester maybe nicking it in the second half. Well, Jamie, both Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Jamie Vardy are not quite at the usual levels when it comes to scoring goals this season. Does either player take your fancy in the anytime market? Um, yeah, I, th- I think this is a tricky one to kind of back these two. As you said, they've just not been in that sort of form. I think there's more value in, in people lower down the list. I think Harvey Barnes, as Craig mentioned, was a, a really good shout. Um, but I, I like the look of James Madison as well. I mean, look, he's he's been in fantastic form this season. Obviously, kind of the real shining light in, in a poor Leicester team this season. He's got six goals to his name. Um, he's actually four to one to score any time. So I do like the look of that one, uh, considering the form that he's been in. Yeah, and I guess there's also that extra impetus to try and get on the World Cup plane. Obviously, the 55-man pre-squad is going to be named very soon. You'd think Madison would be in that panel, but whether he can push himself to the 26, we'll have to wait and see. And the best way to do that is by getting on the score sheet at the weekend. 
Right, talking of the weekend, we are now going to do our long shot ACA. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2 to 1 and 5 to 1. Jamie, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Yep, I'm going to go for another Manchester United win, and I'm going to go for a Manchester United win to nil uh, against Aston Villa. You can get that 11 to 4. Uh, the Red Devils, they've kept clean sheets in three of the last four matches. Uh, meanwhile, Aston Villa, um, they failed to score in three of their last four as well. So uh, I think given United's form, Aston Villa's lack of, of threat in front of the goal at the moment, uh, I think United can win this one and uh, add another clean sheet. And Craig, what have you got up your sleeve? I'm heading down to the FA Cup first round this weekend where I've chosen Exeter to beat Port Vale. Uh, it's available at 11 to 5. Um, I've seen both teams play live recently and I was far more impressed with Exeter than I was Port Vale. Um, Exeter were beaten by Plymouth on Monday night, but there's there's nothing wrong with that. Plymouth are absolutely flying. Uh, prior to that, they went away to Derby and got a point and went away to Barnsley and, and won. Um, Port Vale look as though they're in a bit better form at the minute. However, the sort of a caveat that comes with that is they've played teams in the bottom half of the division. Um, and I think there's a big split between top and bottom half of League One. So they've got results against Forest Green, Cambridge, Lincoln and Wickham. Um, I just see really good value in Exeter here. So I'm going the next to win. My pick also takes me to the FA Cup as Crawley of League Two play host to Atkinson of League One. Now, the Red Devils have had a rather dreadful start to this season, but are unbeaten in the last four league outings under interim boss Lewis Young. And they also have a decent cup pedigree, not just this season, but in their league history, shall we say. So, although Crawley have been, well, they're flat to the sea, they've been promising much but delivered little, I still think they're going to be good for a relative cut upset on Saturday, and that's why I'm backing them at odds of 21 to 10. And of course, check out freebets.com for the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's pop up some more Premier League matches now. And next up, we go to the Etihad as Manchester City play host to Fulham. Now, Craig, Fulham are unbeaten in the last four league outings. Can they do the unthinkable at odds of 14 to 1? Uh, no, I, I don't think they can. It's a similar scenario to what we faced last weekend with Leicester playing against Manchester City, really. Um, I've been impressed with what Fulham have done recently. I, I think they're doing really well and, and I, I like what I'm seeing. Um, but this just looks to be a step too far for them. Um, I think regardless of whether Erling Haaland makes it or not in this game, Manchester City should have far too much and overpower Fulham. But Jamie, when it comes to Man City at home, we also have to dig a little deeper when it comes to value. With that in mind, how does over 2.5 goals and both teams scoring at odds of 21 to 20 sound to you? Yeah, I think it's a fairly solid shout. I mean, we know the City side, are, you know, certainly at home, are, are full of goals. They've netted 27 times in the Premier League at the Etihad this season, which is quite an incredible record. Um, so I think they're certainly going to be able to score a number of goals here. Um, I think uh, I, I think as well. Um, we know that they can be susceptible to conceding a few. We obviously saw them concede against Brighton. We saw them concede twice against Palace at home as well earlier this season. So, um, yes, I, I do think there will be lots of goals in this one. I think Fulham as well. I think they do have just about enough to maybe contribute to some goals. Um, they've got eight in their last four Fulham. Obviously, players like Mitrovic on show as well. So, um, I think Fulham can contribute to the goals. But Manchester City... You know, they, they've got a lot of power in this team. As I said, 27 goals that the Etihad this season in the league is uh, is quite incredible. So, yes, I do think there will be goals. And uh, I, I think they, that both teams can score, yes. Now, Craig, by the same token, Man City have scored at least three goals in each of the last 10 home league outings. Would over 2.5 goals at odds of 1-2 to two interest you as a bank builder? It would, 
interests me far a lot more if Erling Haaland's confirmed that he's playing. Um, but even without him, I, I think City could well could well go on. Uh, I'm sort of along the similar lines of what Jamie's just said, really. And I see this one as a sort of a, a three-one, maybe four-one City win in the end. Um, sort of going towards the latter if Haaland does play. Um, if he doesn't, then the odds would put me off in this one slightly, just because he he is such a, a focal point of the City attack. Now, Jamie, with there being a question mark over Erling Haaland, let's take him out of the equation for this question. Are there any other anytime picks that take your interest before kickoff? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go for Kevin De Bruyne here. I think he just seems to be hitting form uh, at the moment. Um, he scored in each of his last two matches as well, and just seems to be playing some really impressive football at the moment. I know he's got 11 assists to his name already this season, so he's just been in fantastic form. And uh, again, I said, you know, he scored in those last two matches. So he seems to be in good form in front of goal. So, uh, yeah, I think he'd be the player I'd look to back here and you get him at 13-8 to eight to score any time. Now, next up, we're off to the City ground as Nottingham Forest play host to Brentford. Craig, how do you see this one shaping up before Saturday? I think, as we've been talking about the Premier League so far, we've, we've been talking about draws a lot. So, so why not change that? Let's keep going in that fashion. Um, it's the draw that appeals to me here, 23-10. to 10. Uh, Forest have drawn two of the last five. Brentford are sort of draw specialists already so far with six draws from 13 games. Uh, three of those have come away at Leicester, Crystal Palace and Bournemouth. Uh, one of the things I like to add in when I'm looking at a game and potentially back in the draw is, would both teams take a point before kickoff? And I think the answer here is yes, I think they would. Um, so it's to be a draw for me, 23-10. to 10. Well, Jamie, as you are the draw specialist this week, I'll ask the same question to you. Do you reckon it's going to be a stalemate at the City ground? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one. I do, I, I'm do. i probably going to lean towards Nottingham Forest here. I know, obviously, they did suffer that big defeat against Arsenal, but, you know, you have to look at their last game at the City ground. It was obviously that uh, really impressive win against uh, Liverpool. And I think maybe there'll be a bit of confidence from that. I mean, Brentford as well, they've not been very good away from home. It's, you know, they, they're yet to win a single uh, away game. Uh, they've just picked up three points uh, from six matches on their travels. So they've not been in great form. Nottingham Forest, I do think, will be kind of confident still from that uh, from that big win against Liverpool. So um, I think um, I think it will be a case of uh, Nottingham Forest just about edging it here. So I'm going to avoid the draw here, but uh, and, I, and I will go for a winner in this one. And I'm going to go for Forest. Now, result aside, Craig, there have been over 2.5 goals in 11 of Brentford's last 13 away league outings. Would you be backing more of the same this weekend? I wouldn't actually, no, but that's more based on Nottingham Forest than anything else. Um, take out the 5-0 the defeat at Arsenal last weekend. Um, the last four Forest games prior to that, I've seen just four goals. Uh, they're a very compact team who, who just want to set up and, and be very difficult to beat. And considering Brentford's poor away form, as Jamie's just alluded to, um, I just think that Brentford may struggle to, to break down this Forest team. Um, so, no, I will be going with the under in this one. Yeah, I'd have to agree, actually. I mean, as we've referenced, Forrest did get that thrashing at the hands of Arsenal last weekend, but they, they can't let that result define their season, can they? Yes, they've suffered heavy defeats to Man City as well, but if they start picking up wins at home and also the teams in and around them in that bottom half, that is where you're going to really win your battles and hopefully keep your head above water, which is, I guess, the same for Brentford, and they are more fortunate in the sense they've got an out-and-out -out goal scorer, that being Ivan Tony. Now, Jamie, we spoke about him and a potential seat on the World Cup plane recently. The price that the conversation before was evens. It's now down to 8-15. to 15. So, do you reckon he needs a goal at the weekend? Because he's been a little bit quiet lately. Or do you feel he's done enough to earn that place in the squad? 
Yeah, look, I actually think he's suspended for the weekend's game. Um, I think he picked up a fifth yellow card, and I think that that does put him out. So that obviously will da- will damage his chances a little bit. But just on um, going, you know, being in the England squad, I actually do think he probably has done enough to kind of uh, get that, you know, book his ticket. Um, I think maybe the, the one slight worry is that obviously we're seeing Callum Wilson coming into a bit of form. We obviously seen reports that he's going to be named in that 55-man squad. So that could be an interesting one. And, and might, maybe Tony might have to be slightly careful there. But I think if you were kind of look between those two, I think Tony probably is just edging it at the moment. But, uh, you know, he might have to be slightly careful because we are seeing Callum Wilson put together a, a slightly strong run. I think only one striker will go behind Harry Kane. So, uh it might be between those two battling out. But uh, I think if you, you look at kind of the last few months, um, I think Eve Antonio is, is the player that will probably go. Probably, but I guess you want to be right in form at just the right time. You know, sometimes someone can make a real late dash into the squad. If Callum Wilson keeps scoring braces in the next couple of weeks, he might just edge past Tony due to inactivity and a lack of goal. So the race for that seat is going to be really, really fascinating. But let's move on. Let's go to Molyneux now. And Craig, Wolves have failed to win 18 of the last 20 league outings. With this in mind, would you be backing Brighton to win the odds of 23 to 20? Yeah, I certainly would. Um, they should come here on a massive high after last weekend. Not only a big win at home, but also a big win against a team that are, that are fighting for the top four and a big win against their previous manager. So everything, you know, that, that training ground should be absolutely buzzing all week. Um I think one of the things that Brighton needed is, is a bit of sort of confidence and belief that they could continue what they were doing despite losing Potter and, and results like last weekend are really going to help with that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I really think that based on last weekend's performance, that's something that they can take forward. Um, I, I don't like what Wolves are doing at the minute. I think they're really struggling and they're desperate for a lift themselves, but I don't think they're going to get it this weekend. So it'd be Brighton for me in this one. Well, they've also got a suspension to Diego Costa, so their thin attack ranks have been depleted even further. But, Jamie, going into this game, Brighton have conceded at least two goals in the last four away league outings. So what's your hunch when it comes to the over-under? Yeah, look, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals here. I think Wolves um, they conceded 8-6 at home, so not, not, a, not a too many. Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be a low-scoring one. Um, and I think Brighton will just about get the better of uh, of Wolves here. And um, yes, I'm going to go for a, a Brighton win here, but under 2.5 goals. OK, Craig, Leandro Trossard is certainly the man of the moment for Brighton. Would you consider backing him to score any time at odds of 11-4? to four? Yeah, I think those odds are more than fair. Um, he's been flying this season. Uh, he's scored in his last two games. And last weekend when they played against Chelsea, he seemed to have a bit of a more central role. Um, so purely from a value point of view, I think if you look at a team that hopefully come here in, in great confidence. Uh, a player who's in form and a player who's scored in his last two games, getting 11-4 to four on him to score any time in this game, uh, sort of screams great value to me. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely one for me. Yeah, I'd have to agree. If I'm picking anyone, it's the Belgian. But, Jamie, you can get 8-13 to 13 on Brighton winning either half on Saturday. Is that a price that interests you at all? Well, I mean, look, I, I certainly make Brighton strong favourites here. I think they do have much more quality than this Wolves team at the moment. Obviously, a Wolves team that are really struggling, down in 19th at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I think you'd probably have to go with that. I just think that, that Brighton should be too too strong for them here. And uh, you'd, you'd have to fancy them winning one of those halves. Right, before we move on, I'd like a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Jamie, I'll start with you. What have you got for me this week? Yeah, I'm going to go to Italy for my pick and I'm going to go for the big top of the table clash between uh, Atalanta and Napoli. 
Um, I think in this one, I think Napoli's winning run is going to come to an end here. Um, away in Bergamo, um, Atalanta. Can't really afford to lose this one. That could open an eight-point gap if, if Napoli were to claim the three points. So uh, I think it's going to play out as a draw this one. So I'm going to go for one all between these two teams at six to one. And Craig, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to one of the big games in the Premier League for mine. Um, Arsenal v Chelsea, which I'm hoping is a very, very good game. I'm going with Arsenal to nick it. Arsenal to win 2-1, which is available at 10-1. Fantastic. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insights and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, there's a few more Premier League headlines to mop up. But before we do, we're going to go to Thursday night European football. And once again, we focus on West Ham. The Hammers travel to Bucharest in just a few hours' time. And Craig, what is a good value bet before kickoff? Yeah, so West Ham have already wrapped this group up. Uh, they've confirmed top spot. So for that reason, I'm a bit wary to back West Ham here, to be honest with you. Um, I'm expecting them to play a weakened team. Uh, they play Crystal Palace on Sunday um, and they, they really want to get the Premier League form moving in the right direction. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is the weakest West Ham team that we've seen in the competition so far. Uh, I think one to two is very short when you consider that. So the one that catches my ear is the draw. Uh, seven to two, that's available. If there's sort of 20 minutes left in this game, I can't see West Ham really pushing for a win. Um, so I'll be going with the draw. Yeah, it's a very good shout actually in terms of getting the job done. I just did a preview in a written form before we recorded this and I went for Lanzini to score any time for the simple reason that why test the big players that West Ham have got on Thursday? There's no real need. So Lanzini scored twice in seven European matches this season. I think it was seven to two. So not a bad price, but... In terms of the result, as you say, Craig, I'd steer clear because it's a dead rubber. So why take the risk? Maybe go for under 2.5 goals as well. But I wouldn't be hanging your hat on a result there. But Jamie, Man United are off to Spain. They lost to Real Sociedad in match day one. How will they fare in match day six? Yeah, I think Manchester United will certainly know the importance of, of winning the group. Obviously, we know that some of the teams that are going to be dropping into the competition. So they'll be wanting to avoid that. Um, so I think they're going to give everything to win here in, in Sociedad and uh, I think United they should have the quality to kind of win this one but uh, you know I, I think the hosts are certainly going to make it difficult for them Real Sociedad will be desperate to kind of stay top of the group and uh, obviously they've been very good this, this season in the Europa League they've you know, won every game so far so this is going to be a, a tough game for Man United but uh, I said I, I think given how much they're going to be pushing for that win Given kind of the quality they're showing at the moment, I think this is going to be an interesting one. I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game, as I said. I think um, Sociedad are going to try to frustrate United. So I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals um, and a United win. You can get that at 4-1. to one. That's a good price there, Jamie. Of course, we cannot forget Arsenal playing host to FC Zurich. Craig, the Gunners kept a clean sheet at home to Nottingham Forest on Sunday. Would you be backing them in the Winsome Nil market on Thursday? I would do, yeah. Uh, crucially with, with Arsenal, they have qualified, but not yet sewn up top spot in the group. Um, in the Europa League, by finishing top, then you, you make sure you avoid the Champions League teams that are dropping into the competition. Uh, so I think it's important for Arsenal to finish top. I can see them doing a, a professional job here, comfortable win and keeping another clean sheet. So yeah, that 5-6 to six really appeals to me. And Jamie, a quick focus on Roma, because they need to get the better of Ludogorets to reach the knockout round playoffs. Can Jose Mourinho's men exact revenge for their matchday one defeat on Thursday? Yeah, it's obviously quite surprising to see they're going to this one third in their group at the moment. Um, obviously, we, we know how well they did in the Europa Conference League last season. So, um, yeah, weird to see them struggling. And as well, they've been really good in Serie A. And uh, must be said, a, a very competitive Serie A. They're currently sat fourth. So, um, 
obviously it has maybe been a slightly difficult Europa League campaign so far for, for Roma but uh, I think in this one they will get the job done it's obviously uh, you know at home as well so uh, yes I do think Roma will get the better of, of them uh, on Thursday. Right, let's focus on some more Premier League weekend activities now. And first up, we go to Villa Park as Unai Emery takes the hot seat against Manchester United. Craig, can he get off to the perfect start on Sunday at odds of 13-5? to No, I don't think he can. Um, I'd give Manchester United the edge in this one. The 4-0 win that Villa recorded over Brentford sort of caught my eye as, as maybe them showing that they really dislike Steven Gerrard. But then last weekend, they, they suffered a defeat at Newcastle. Um, so, so the key for the next couple of weeks is to find out what is this Aston Villa team and just how much work has Emery got on his hands. Um, as we stand right now, I, I don't think they're good enough to beat United. No, um, I think Eric Ten Hag's got this sort of knack in the Manchester United team. Now, I, I don't think they're at the best, but they're capable of grinding results out. Um, so that's something that I can see doing here. Um, United to win for me, if you wanted a bit more value, something like United with under 2.5 or maybe a, a correct score 1-0 would be where I'd go. OK, let's mention under 2.5 now, because, Jamie, under 2.5 has taken place in United's last four league matches. Over 2.5 has taken place in Villa's last three. So how do you see this one panning out at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mentioned earlier in the show about how good United have been defensively. We've obviously seen them, seen them keep three clean sheets in their last four matches. Um, and, yeah, Villa as well, I said, they've been struggling for goals. They failed to score in three of their last four. So, um, yeah, I, I think under 2.5 goals, definitely the way to go here. Um, as Craig said, you know, United just seem to be grinding out results at the moment. Um, you know, we saw kind of how good they looked defensively uh, against West Ham and, you know, the way they were celebrating, you know, managing to keep the ball out the back of the net. And uh, I think that's, that's a really good trait to have at the moment. And uh, I, I mentioned earlier, I do think this will be a, a United win to nil. So, um, yeah, under 2.5 goals. A United win to nil, I think those are all pretty decent shouts. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, even Aston Villa's over in the last few matches has been due to other teams doing the hard work as well. I feel that Unai Emery's pragmatism has to be taken into account. Yes, it's his first game in charge. I don't think he's going to want to be expansive, so I reckon the, the chop will be quite tight. So I don't think it's going to lend itself to much entertainment, but I feel United will get maximum points. But let's go to West Ham now, because they're set to welcome Crystal Palace on Sunday. Now, Craig, the Eagles usually fail to sort on the road, so do all signs point to a home win, odds of 10 to 11? Yeah, you're right. They're, uh, Crystal Palace is a completely different team, home and away at the minute. Um, so that's something that they need to work on. I think the, the key to this game for me is something that we mentioned about five minutes ago, and that's the fact that West Ham have already qualified for the Conference League and claimed top spots. They can play whoever they want on Thursday, uh, meaning we're going to get a fully fresh West Ham team coming here. And, and that, to me, just points to a West Ham win based on the fact that they've got everyone available and Crystal Palace are still struggling on the road. Yeah, I mean, West Ham have been slightly punished by Thursday-Sunday football. And I know they had that cycle last season, but the group stage has been so congested because of the World Cup this time round. It feels like West Ham aren't quite clicking in the Premier League, that they've always got that hangover at the weekend. So now they are, in theory, going to be much fresher, that they don't have to play the, the big guns in Romania. That should even help them on Sunday. And I feel Crystal Palace, with their away form, for me, I think it all does point to a West Ham win. But Jamie, let's get your take on the game. Do you back our assumptions or are you going with something different? Yeah, look, I, I think you have to go for a West Ham win here. I think it's going to be another tricky one for, for Crystal Palace. You know, as you guys mentioned there with, you know, you, you assume that they're going to come in this one um, kind of fresh. 
Um, you know, they shouldn't have to go hard in that Europa League match. Um, for Palace as well, yes, you know, you mentioned about their poor away record. It's just three points all season from their travels. So kind of really poor at the moment. Um, West Ham, they've been fairly decent at home. They've won three of their six matches um, at the London Stadium so far. So, um, yes, I do think the, the hammer should be too strong for, for Palace side who have been very much struggling on their travels at the moment. So, yes, I'm going to go for a, a, I'm going to go for a West Ham win here. Okay, moving on to another fixture on Sunday. It's Southampton versus Newcastle. Now, Craig, the Magpies are flying at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Would 10 to 11 for a away win look good on your Sunday accumulator? Yeah, it definitely would. Um, I can't think of too many teams where I would back to beat Newcastle at the minute, if truth be told. I I think they're absolutely flying. Um, They've won the last three. They've conceded just one goal in those. Really good defensively. Um, they've scored seven, so so obviously we, they're scoring good scoring as well. Um, if if I'm putting together an acker, then there's a few teams that take my fancy, but perhaps none more so than Newcastle. At the minute, like I said, there's not many teams that I would back to beat Newcastle, uh, and Southampton are certainly not one of those. Well, they are in a purple patch. Miguel Almiron is on a purple patch of his own. Jamie, you spoke last week about whether he could get 15 goals or more. He's certainly going the right way about it because he scored at the weekend. Would you be putting down for another one this weekend at odds of 9-2? to two? Yeah, I mean, look, given the form that he's in at the moment, he scored six in his last six. So, you know, at the moment, you'd probably be a bit silly not to back him. Um, faces a Southampton side have conceded 20 times in 13 league matches this season as well. So, you know, certainly a side he could he can take advantage of there. And I just think he's, he's stepped up very nicely with um, Alexander Izak and St Maximin out. Obviously, Newcastle needed someone to really kind of step up in that attack. And uh, he seems to be doing it really well. Um, you know, certainly kind of taking the limelight there at Newcastle. And he's doing a great job. And uh, you'd certainly, given the form that he's in, I mentioned, 6-6, six six, uh, you'd certainly back him to score at Southampton on the weekend. Now, I um, imagine there must be a Player of the Month awards lurking somewhere with it being the start of November. If he gets it, and he should get it, that might be the jinx because it always seems to cool down a player. So if that award is awarded before Sunday, maybe just step back a little bit. But with the form he's in, you'd be silly not to consider him also at 9-2. But that's the Premier League wrapped up. Let's look at the FA Cup now. It's the first round. It's that magic weekend of the season. There are some fascinating ties that have been drawn out of the hat. So let's take a look at a few. First up, I want to know your bankers. So Craig, what is a good shout that might just find a little bit of value at the same time? Yeah, I, I love the FA Cup. I uh, love, love betting on the FA Cup as well, to be honest with you. Um, it's not a competition where I go sort of too long odds on, but I've picked out two what I consider to be really good shouts, one just below evens and one at evens. Uh, the first, Doncaster to beat Kings Lynn. Uh, there's two leagues between these, Doncaster at home, League Two, against the leaders of National League North, Kings Lynn, who are trying the best to get into the National League. Um, the big thing for me is Doncaster have been through a bad spell, but changed manager and brought in Danny Schofield. Uh, the man who was responsible for taking Huddersfield to the bottom of the championship at the start of the season. Um, but th- this is his level. There's, there's been a lot of positivity around that. Uh, a lot of good vibes coming out of the club when things weren't quite well um, sort of a month, two months ago. Uh, they won at the weekend. They beat Gillingham 1-0. And I just see that as a massive symbolic win for them to really start kicking forward. Um, they're nearly even money. They're 19-20 at home against, like I say, a team that are two leagues below them. Uh, so it's Doncaster's the first banker for me. Uh, the second one will be Plymouth uh, to win away at Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby are mid-table in League Two. Started the season well after promotion last season, but they've dropped off a little recently. Um, Plymouth absolutely flying in League One. Uh, probably the best team I've seen in League One up to now, although some Ipswich fans may argue with that. 
Um, they've they've won 13 of 17 games in it in League One. Uh, five of the last six. Probably rotate the squad a little bit here, but they've been playing with a very settled team, and there's plenty of players knocking on the door in this Plymouth team. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of the instances where a bit of change in the team is actually a good thing because the players coming in are desperate to show what they can do to get involved in in a team that they're absolutely flying at the minute. So they're my two, what I would call, bankers for the FA Cup. Lovely stuff. Jamie, on the same token, what team or teams are you guaranteeing to be in the second round draw? What value can you find for me? Yeah, look, I, I, maybe not the best value pick, but I'm going to go for Leighton Orient uh, to beat Crew. You can get that 11-10. to 10. Uh, The O's, they're kind of flying at the moment in, in League 2. They're top of the league. Um, you know, lost just once in 16 matches, so doing really well. Uh, crew, obviously, they are in the same division as them, and uh, they've they've uh, you know they've only got four wins from 16, so they've had kind of having a difficult season at the moment. So yeah, I'm going to back Leighton Orient to, to win that one. Maybe a better value pick might be uh, Swindon to win away at Stockport. Um, you get that at four to one. Swindon, they're heading to this one uh, above Stockport in League Two at the moment. So um, yeah, those are those are my two shouts for this. FA Cup first round. And more importantly, Craig, what upsets are lurking in the first round? What fixtures have caught your eye? Yeah, there's two teams slightly above two to one that have both caught my eye and the two teams that have been mentioned already on the podcast. Um, my long shot pick, which is Exeter to beat Port Vale, as previously mentioned, I've seen them both play recently and I was far more impressed with Exeter than I was Port Vale. Um, they're away here, but they've they've been away and although they lost at Plymouth, they've got a point at Derby, which is not the easiest place to go to. And they came to Barnsley and won 2-0. Really impressed me, really compact. Didn't give Barnsley a sniff, to be honest, that day. Um, Port Vale, not as impressive. And while they have shown good form recently, they've been coming against teams that are lower down in the table. And, and I do think there's a big gap between the top and bottom of League One. So it's, it's much easier to get results against the teams towards the bottom. And so I think at 11-5, extra a, a good shout away from home. Uh, the second one is your pick, and that's Crawley to beat Accrington at 21-10. to um, Accrington... Through with Lincoln 1-1 on Tuesday night. But prior to that, they'd lost five on the bounce. Um, and in every one of those five games, they conceded three goals, which which shows just how leaky they are at the minute. Um, Crawley, they, they did start poorly, as you sort of alluded to, but two wins and two draws in the last four. They're, they're heading in the right direction. I just think they're probably the best place League Two team to beat a League One team for me this weekend. So they're 21-10, to 10, and that's the second of my sort of two-to-one plus picks, if you want to call them that. Top shouts there. Jamie, same question to you. Who do you reckon will slip up on an FA Cup banana skin? Yeah, look, I'm going to go for National League. Uh, Woking to defeat League One, Oxford. Um, and they're playing at home. Uh, I think Oxford at the moment, they've kind of been struggling um, in, in League One at the moment. They're near the bottom. Um, meanwhile, Woking, they come into this one with, with quite a bit of confidence. They've got three wins in their last four in the, in the league. So um, I think that confidence could play a bit of a part. They are at home as well. So uh, I'm going to go for Woking to win here against uh, Oxford. I can get that at 19 to 4. Okay, it's time for our final bit of business now. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each and combine it into an acker. Let's try and go for bets over 1 to 2, but less than evens. And let's see if we get another winner over the line. And more importantly, build on last week's 4 to 1 success. So a pat on the back for us all, but let's earn our money once again. I'll go first. I'm going to go to La Liga on Monday. and one of the, the lesser known Madrid derby, shall we say, as Rayo Vallecano play host to Real Madrid. Carlo Ancelotti's men start the weekend a point clear at the top, but they will have to likely wrestle back that spot from Barcelona because they've got a very easy home fixture at the weekend. So imagine Real Madrid might be starting Monday in second. However, they have won each of the last six away league outings and therefore I'm backing them to win odds of one to two. Craig, what have you got for me? 
Yeah, I'm going back into the FA Cup with the Doncaster pick to beat Kings Lynn at 19 to 20. Uh, two divisions between these. Uh, Doncaster have had a, a bit of a ropey spell recently, but brought in a new manager who, who everyone seems to really be on board with. A good symbolic win against Gillingham last weekend, which should really turn the corner for them. Just think the distraction as such of moving into a different competition, combined with the fact that they got that win, um, should mean that Doncaster are far too strong here to beat the National League North leaders. And Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, look, Blackburn's run of four straight wins was, was ended by commentary on Tuesday. But uh, on the weekend, they faced the Huddersfield side who were rock bottom of the championship. So um, I, I think they'll kind of get back to winning way swiftly, Blackburn. So I'm going to back them to, to defeat Huddersfield. Um, and you can get that at three to four. Fantastic. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Craig, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. All good. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.